Wow, episode 7. Gamers, welcome back to the Time Attack Gaming Podcast, and yes, we're already on episode 7. Feels like just last week we started this podcast up, but here we are, and we seem to be changing our recording process every single week, so uh, definitely give us feedback, let us know how we sound this episode, because I have a feeling um, this process might be uh, what we decide to stick with, but you know, who knows. Uh, As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Josh Statics. Hello! And man, oh man, as I say every episode, we have quite a bit to discuss today. Lots of fun stuff, though. I do want to mention going into this week, um, the Clip of the Week segment is taking a break this week. Haven't figured out how to make it work for this new recording process we've started. That being said, we're going to figure out a way to make it work, and we will bring it back soon, hopefully as early as next week. Just wanted to let you guys know. Um, But I know Josh is excited to get this podcast going. I'm excited as well. Um, A lot of cool Nintendo stuff to talk about. We're talking about some old mascots, some Bomberman, Pac-Man, and Mega Man later in the episode. We got a lot to talk about because those are the mascots of yesteryear. Josh, I think you can agree with me. Those, yeah, they used to be legends, man. And obviously things aren't as they were. (laughs) We got a lot to say about that because... um, you know, what can these companies do to bring them back? That's what we're going to be talking about on our main topic of the evening. But first, we always got our starter question, our hook question, our icebreaker. And dun, Josh, dun. yeah, I, I I have a very basic question for you. All right. This is one of the most basic questions that one gamer can ask another. Okay. But it tells a lot about a person. What is your main in Mario Kart? What character do you play in Mario Kart? Uh, this is a very basic, but Mario. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are the one motherfucker that plays Mario yep. in Mario Kart? Yep. I heard Legends, but I didn't know anyone like that existed. <laughs> that's that's me. I, I oh will, my I, god. If if I'm playing like any game where you have to pick a character, if it's a, even like a fighting game too, I'll just pick someone who who look like the main star just because. Oh, dude, you're 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 just built different because that that is not a common thing at all. Wow, dude, I never would have guessed that. I'm yeah. so glad I asked you that question. Wow. Um, I'm a Wario main. Yeah. And I know that's kind of obvious considering like you know anyone that follows me. Um, Wario is my favorite video game character of all time. Oh, uh, yeah. Sp- specifically, like, early Wario. I don't really like what they've done with the character now. It- it's, like, Wario went from being an exaggerated portrayal of masculinity. You know, someone that's always, like, eating food like garlic and red meat and, and lifting weights. And-, and he's more of a brute than Mario, where instead of using, um, mm-hmm. like, your wits and cunning to get past the situation, he's very rude crass just uses brute force and only kind of thinks for himself um now wario is kind of like a fart joke like (laughs) yeah i mean nintendo's like okay let's let's get rid of his muscles and let's just turn him into where his hygiene like his whole gimmick is that he just has bad hygiene and he farts a lot and i'm like dog like it this isn't the Wario I grew up with. Like, I, I, I miss that old portrayal. Like, back in Wario Land 4, man, he was, like, lifting weights before the boss fights. Like, as the boss is loading into the room, he's doing curls or overhead press and shit like that. Yeah. I thought that was so badass. I thought that was so cool. But 
Yeah, I'm a Wario main. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know there's people out there that have, like, main characters. Someone's like, I like Yoshi. Some people that, that like Donkey Kong. Yeah. I, I hear so many stories with people. <laughs> yeah. I do, I, do, I do like DK, though. DK is another character I'll pick in Mario Kart. I tend to stick with uh, the heavier characters. Yeah. Um, in most, even fighting games, too, but... I, uh, I could have yeah. sworn in probably the Mario Kart DS game. I, I think I did play the Shy Guy at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shy Guy's awesome. Yeah. I love Shy Guy. I, I just played a guy. I, thought, I, just, I just thought they looked cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to know. Which, what's uh, what's the big question? This is Let's a random. It. This is my random hook question. I just, All right. I just came up with the fly. So, if your life... Okay. <laughs> if life was like an RPG, right? <laughs> would you rather deal with your daily tasks in a turn-based event, or would you rather deal with your task in a Dark Souls event? And let me explain further. So basically, you see the tasks in front of you, you get done, you get done with them, but every time you sit down and take a break, everything just restarts for you, like it never happened. So like, so like. Turn-based, as in, like you walk around, and then a random event occurs where you have to do these events because it's like it's like a random battle encounter. You know, like those those RPG games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so like, so like, would you, would you rather have a random event happen where you have to do your task or whatever, and it's a random encounter, or would you rather do it the Dark Souls way, where you just clear up as so many tasks as you can, but as soon as you sit down and take a break, you have to redo the task again. So, so basically, like, like, yeah, okay, yeah. So basically, you're asking me whether or not I want to have my chores be <laughs> exactly. random, right? Or I can complete them in any order I want, but if at any point I stop working on something, like I go to sleep, yeah, or I take a nap, yeah, they completely reset. Basically, basically, like I'm taking a break at a bonfire. Oh, basically, shit. basically, yeah. Well, I would have to say the Dark Souls one. I can't have them be random encounters because if I'm in the middle of something like recording the podcast and all of a sudden I get hit with a <laughs> random encounter to do the dishes, yeah, like, I can't. No, I can't have that, dude. I just, I just have to do the chores every time I wake up and just take no naps during the day. That's a good one. Like I'd have to wake up extra early every day, get all the chores done, and just take no naps during the day. Right. <laughs> God, I mean, both of those options are ass, though. Christ. Like, both of those options are dog shit. <laughs> that's, like, that, that's probably the best question I think anyone's asked uh, so far, as long as we've been doing these. That's right? very interesting, because they're both just such shit options. But if I had to pick one, yeah, because I, I can't... What if what if I'm... I'm uh, what if I'm out on a date, and all of a sudden I get... <laughs> I get I get a random encounter to clean the toilet. <laughs> oh, no, I can't I can't have that man. Just, your, just your catch answer. me doing the chores every morning after I sleep. God your, damn. Oh, your answer is something is making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good fucking question. Did you come up with that yourself or did you I, see that? I somewhere? just came I just came up with it on the fly. God I really damn. did. <laughs> that's all I was thinking. I was like, well, I was like, oh, I got one. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Originally, I was gonna say random event because I'm thinking there's always a finish line. But then you said like, but then you said like, you're just doing something and then like, oh, 
like a random event happens where he's like, "Oh, I got, I got, I got to take out the trash," or like, yeah. "Oh, I got to clean out the car." Like, I'm at a I, funeral. <laughs> I got to take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus, like, you're in a, like an intense court case or whatever, trying to prove your innocence. Jury duty, yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that is a good. Oh, that's good. That's All right, good. Good. Good question. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so we learned a lot about each other. I mean, Mario. You know, oh, who would have thunk? Um, I do want to know though, because I've been messing up on this segment uh, the mm. past two weeks. What have you been playing? I know. Uh, I think you have some an update for us on on The Last of Us Two or your thoughts on it, because you've been playing that. I'd yep. love to hear your updated still, thoughts on the game. I'm still playing The Last of Us Part Two. Still playing, and I'm playing it again on grounded mode because I want the realistic experience, and <laughs> well, that's the way to get it is grounded mode. Yeah. So. After our last episode and other previous videos, you see me on my TikTok page at you know, shameless plug at Josh Statics TikTok. <laughs> uh, basically, um, uh, my opinions from last week. I spoke about how I felt that, that you know we, we I talked about like the pacing issues or like the story things, and yeah. uh, I think there was something I, I wish I, you know I wish I would have did things differently. Uh, at, you know, after I said that. Uh, everything I said before, I don't have those. I don't. I don't have those same thoughts, because um, when I played when I played the story, the second time, and I'm playing it from start to finish, and like there are just things I noticed where it's like, for example, we'll just say spoilers for those who didn't play the game, even though it was two years old. But like yeah. when you're playing, as know, spoilers Ed, are fair. Spoilers yeah. are fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for but for the people who play Ellie, uh, like at the beginning of the game. You know, after knowing what you know, how the story ended, like you, like I knew that at the end of the game that Ellie was going to practice uh, forgiveness. You know, practice. You know, forgiving Joel for you know him lying to her and stuff like that. So like when I'm playing, you know, when I'm playing the early sections, like you know, surveilling, doing patrol with Dina, and she said she was she was she was going to like, you know, look forward to watching a movie with Joel. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, but it sucks knowing what's going to happen the more yeah. I play because I already knew. And it, it was just like the little details that, like, I really appreciated on my second playthrough to really, I really see the value of what the story story is. Right. And then when I got from when I got to like Abby's campaign and everything else, like, I was so detached from my emotions for like how I originally felt, and I'm just like looking at things objectively for what it is, and. And like I, and once I got done looking at it objectively for what it is, and after I finished the game, I was like, "This story is actually better than I thought it, that that I give it, you know, give it, I give it credit for." Right. Like, is is there's so much deeper meanings to it? There's there's a there's like people gotta replay this game more than once, you know, to really understand the full value of what it is. Because before then, I thought there were just so many fans who would just. Um, speaking proud of it just because they're yeah. blind Sony fans, but come Suck to find the out, game's cock, like no right, what. yeah, because yeah, like, but but to come to find out, like, no, like, there's there's people who genuinely loved the game, and I see why they loved it, and I actually loved it too, and I and I, I told my friend this, I was like, I think this game is a different piece of masterpiece. I know some people are not gonna like that or may not agree, but like, it's just some things that I gravitate to when I look at things from an artistic vision. And yeah. what like Neil Druckmann and Haley Gross was doing. I think know. it's better than the first. I said that in yeah. the last podcast. I think the yeah. Last of Us Part Two is better than the first game. I do. I stand yeah. by that. It, it it really pushes boundaries and it really just challenge like 
like I was working on a video today and um and you know like I I dropped a video like a few, like a couple of days ago about explaining why Joe's death made logical sense and I went into details explaining you know why you know what led to that moment and how realistically there is no other outcome you know that Joe died differently than what just happened you know it was just a, yeah a, it was just a, you know uh we, it was just a coincidence that you know people were fated to meet each other in that day and um and like the, you know the further go on into it it's just i do i just i just really appreciate the value of what naughty dog was doing like you know there are people who are saying that oh this game forces you to do this this game forces you to do this and i'm just like you know no one's really forcing you to do things you don't want to do it's yeah. your free will to continue playing you can't get mad when directors and people want to like show things the way they do it and it, and it kind of makes me want to get to the point of like in, you know there's like entitlement with some people yeah and it's like i understand when we have frustrations about things not happening the way it play out and there's another thing when we have like cr- you know constructive criticism about the game and there's another thing when you have when things just fall on borderline entitlement to where it's like you know like people are like oh they could have they could have gave us you know, a multiple ending. They could have let us kill Abby. No, and it's just it's, like it's like it's, no. <laughs> it's not a choose your own adventure game. It's not an RPG like no. like something like uh, that 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 has morality decisions with with different endings. It's a linear story, much yes. like a movie or yeah. or a book. And no one's arguing when they watch a movie that they're forcing the main character to do things they don't like. No, some right. some games have one story to tell with with no diversions and and. You doing that, you making those actions as the character, is just part of the story they're trying to tell. I, I think there's a disconnect there where where there has to be some level of choice with every single game you play, and that's just yeah. not the case. I think in those instances, people are finding things to complain about. Yeah, like, it, I it, I, I feel strongly about that for the story of the game. I think a lot of it is people finding things to complain about i think gameplay wise there's definitely things to talk about that that could improve yeah. and i discussed that in the last podcast but yeah story like wise no yeah like there's there's some things like pacing wise like abby's part of the game even though like i appreciate her story you know unfolding the way it did but you know having it happen and the climax of them getting ready to kill each other and then playing 10 hours of it you know, on the first playthrough, it felt like filler. The second playthrough, I, you know, I was like, I, I, I appreciated understanding her, you know, who she is, going through her flaws and everything. Yeah. Else. But then there was just some portion where it's like, it still kind of felt like filler, but it's just, but you know, that's just what it is. It's you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's like bad, bad, but it's just like it, you know, they, they, they could have just shortened some stuff up or whatever. They could have did something a little bit differently but that's about it but i would but other than, i wouldn't but even though even though i said that there's pacing issues i wouldn't really change anything story-wise for what it is because you really need it, I, i'm glad the game started off disconnected so that when you got to the end everything all the pieces lined together and it made sense like every mission you find out that ellie's ellie's journey you know when it when it ended with misery it started with a flashback when things were great with Joel yeah. meeting, you know, with Joel meeting, uh, with Joel and Ellie going to that museum, it was great until she saw that Firefly flashback, and then she's like, you know, going through her own survivor's guilt and her distrust of Joel. Then another mission happened. You're more flashback, and everything was leading up until her downfall with her relationship with Joel. And then when you get to the end of the damn game, and then she practiced forgiveness. Like the whole game was about, <laughs> it's, it's about forgiveness. Like yes. 
revenge was the story and the drive, but the end of it was about forgiveness and acceptance. And playing this game and beating it for the, for the second time, I accepted it and I let go of my emotions. And I guess you could say I kind of forgave the story for what it was go. trying to, you know, what it Came is. That was that was the that was that was the reason why this game was a masterpiece because it was just you put you you really. I hate saying the word force, but you really showed players like various, you gave gamers an experience that they never had before. You gave them emotions of hatred, anger, frustration. And then if you have a brain, I hate to say that, if you have a brain, you really find out that this game is a deeper, it's a deeper meaning of forgiveness, redemption. And then, you know, the personally for me, I think the way the story ended, for some people, it may feel like bleak and hopeless, but I think there is there is hope in the end of the tunnel for Ellie, and there's hope in the end of the tunnel for Abby and everybody else too, because like Abby had to go through her own redemption arc too. Like some people are not gonna like her, but playing her in a second playthrough, I kind of found that yeah, she be she you know she pushed a lot of people away, yeah, because of her because of her need of revenge, and you know and people say oh and people say oh man why well, I, I don't like Ellie because she killed Joel. And you know, or people say, "Oh, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I, I don't empathize with her because she killed Joel." And it's like you guys are not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Like, if I was to, her, I would have killed Joel too. Yeah, it's like empathy is not even empathy is not about like you know, under, it's not solely about understanding someone's feelings. It's literally trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see things how they would have felt, how they would have felt about it. And like I said, if People say, "Oh, it took her five years to murder Joe. Why is she? Why did she torture? Why did she torture? It didn't make no sense." And it's like, bro, listen. If you had a loved one who was murdered, right? Who was murdered, you know, in cold blood, and you find this person or whatever, and imagine you found this person in five years or so. You had all that time of like hatred and resentment yeah. and alien, you know, all these, all these emotions just build up in you at that moment there is no time for like rational thinking you're just acting out of impulse anger and rage yep. and and then when you and then when you and when you find a person i can't you know it's it's easy to say i would have done that stuff but if you were in that shoes there's no telling what nobody can do there is no telling what anybody can do like we had to stop acting like we would have did things differently if we ne if we'd never been in that position in the first place because you you really don't know what goes on in someone's head the part of empathy is just understanding, you know, understanding why the person did what they did and putting and putting yourself in their shoes. You can empathize with a person and not agree with how they do things. That's what empathy is. Yeah, I think uh, I think the whole idea of forgiveness as the main theme of the game instead of just revenge is, um, yeah, is 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 probably correct. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't think there's any plot I thought was filler in the game, but I thought no. the last act of the game, gameplay-wise, was filler. I think they could have wrapped that up in in a few scenes, possibly maybe like a playable scene. Here's what I, here's what I found out. I, and I said the same thing too. Like it could have ended, but then I did some research about trauma, and the thing like, well, there's, hold there's, on, there's... I'm not I'm not talking about the story. Oh, go ahead. I'm <laughs> just talking about the gameplay segments they make oh, you yeah, go yeah, yeah. through. That's Never it. Mind. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I you, 100 percent agree with you that story wise, that last oh, yeah. needed to happen. Yeah, yeah, but I got the you. amount of game, <laughs> I was so done with the gameplay loop by that point, dude. I was like, oh yeah. my god, come the fuck on! I was I, just I, done I think, with it. And I think, for, like, for some people, that's like there's like there's just some things about Naughty Dog gameplay that's just very um, boring. 
I want to say boring because like I actually like it, but for some people, it's very like formula formulaic. It's yes, yeah. I agree. It's 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 formulaic. Yeah. And for someone like me, like I prefer the way like Naughty Dog wants the really nice looking animations. Yeah. Over anything, so even if that means it. it it hinders the gameplay in the sense where you can't like cancel animations to go into other moves and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like they, they prioritize the animation going through and looking cool and cinematic. You have yeah. Something like God of War where you can cancel. Like if, if you're starting to do something as Kratos and you want to switch, it'll cancel, it'll cut the animation and it looks a little jarring, but yeah. gameplay wise it's, it's, it's way better. It's just a better experience. So I just prefer, you know, I don't give a shit about immersion. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Um, I very rarely do I ever f- this this thing where it's like, oh well, if there's certain things, but you know, you feel more immersed in the experience. I just think the most immersed I ever feel in a game is when the gameplay is rock fucking solid. And and I think horror games can do a lot to uh, mm-hmm. uh, immerse you into an experience where you feel nervous, but yeah, I've, I've, I've never felt immersed in a game as if it's like, I, I forget I'm playing a game or something. I just think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're able to, I'm sure there are a lot of people that agree with you. I think it's interesting. Um, how your yeah. perspective changed on that second playthrough. Mine yeah. is nowhere near as interesting, Josh, uh, what, <laughs> what, what I've been playing. I don't have, I didn't come to any epiphanies. Uh, I just played the shit out of Monster Hunter Rise in preparation for Sunbreak, and I'll have more to talk about Sunbreak um, <laughs> next week because it comes yeah. out tomorrow, actually. Um, but I do want to say one thing that I think you'll find very funny. So you know Sunbreak is an expansion. It's not a new Monster Hunter game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, reviews came out. They've been very positive. However, uh, one of the reviews that was a little not as positive was IGN's review. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. Let me check out IGN's review. Let me see what they didn't like. The reviewer's main complaint was that the game didn't bring anything new to the table. Uh, And I was like, it's an expansion. It's not a new game. It's an expansion. What, what the fuck do you expect an expansion to do? It literally just increases the amount of content in the game. That is what expansions do. Iceborne, Monster Hunter World Iceborne did the same fucking shit. That's how that's how MMO expansions work. Mm. I'm like, like, I just feel like he totally missed the point of an expansion. But whatever, to to each their fucking it's, own. I don't even know why it's being reviewed as if it's a normal video game, anyways. I can't spell ignorance without IGN. Yeah. I I have so many I have so many takes on IGN when they review process. Like they're they're just they, a giant media conglomerate. Like all all the big media conglomerate um, review sites are like that, dude. They're 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 just a bunch of writers and journalists that that review games. You, that's, you wanna, that's what it is. You want to know? Uh, I, you want to know another interesting take? Uh, about, mm. I remember they a while back they review. I remember they reviewed uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury for the Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah. And yep. they reviewed it. The guy gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. <laughs> he gave it a seven out of ten, and. And, like the seven out of ten is bullshit, but the reasoning behind why it was a seven seven out of ten was so bullshit because the Wii version was rated I think nine point three out of ten or nine point three or nine point seven. It had a higher rating at the time, 
And the, the stuff he complained about was like, it's, it's so bad that if you click easy mode, if you jump off, if you jump off to a bottomless pit, it doesn't bring you back up the stage like Super Mario Odyssey did. And I'm fuck? like, you dumb fuck. This Super Mario Odyssey is a 3D world game. Just because Super Mario 3D World has 3D in it, the gameplay structure plays very, very similar to a 2D Mario yes, adventure. That's, it's that's so, very true. It's, it's that's so very it, true. It, there's two there's two different schemes to it. He like he basically he he ignored like he was trying to say, oh the controls didn't work great. It was like it was so, What? It was, yeah. Whoa, whoa, in he, a Mario game? Yes, yes. Okay, that's and just the, fucking wrong. Bro, it, it, it was it was like they were trying to find things that were bad about it. Yeah. And it was just like like the the funny thing is there was a guy who did a, a video that showed you how much they improved not only the graphics but the playability too. Like they yeah. adjust they made the speed a lot faster in the Switch version. There were like you know, they there, there was a lot of quality of life changes in the game that, that was and comes with an expansion and it came with an expansion too that was that was amazing like imagine playing a 3d mario game that have all the powers from the 2d mario ever like that's the best that's the best combination like yeah it's short but come on <laughs> so 3d like yeah look the expansion short i get that but here's the yeah. thing if you did not play super mario 3d world which a lot of people didn't because the wii u sold like shit yeah um the game without the expansion is easily worth sixty dollars, no yes. question. And the fact that they added an entirely new expansion with a bunch of quality of life improvements, I do think it's worth sixty dollars. Did I buy it for sixty dollars? Absolutely not. I played yeah. 3D World. I knew how short the Bowser's Fury expansion was, and yeah. while I want to play it, I don't want to play it for sixty dollars. I've one hundred percent of 3D World. Yeah. Um, I still can't get over the fact that. You're saying that he said the controls didn't feel good in a yeah, Mario game. He did, and what I and, and the I made fuck? it. And I made a video about it too, and everybody like, "Oh man, that's it's just an opinion." People like, "Oh man, it's just an opinion." No, that's a dog shit it's opinion. A dumb opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. Um, I do want to say this before we go to the next topic. I did yep. play uh, Fall Guys a little bit. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I did play Fall Guys, and I like it. I just want to put. Oh, it out dude, there. we gotta play sometime soon. Then we yeah, gotta play we gotta. next. Yeah, next week let's play because um. Yeah. Man, when I tell you, uh, there's some there's some issues with with getting into lobbies when you're playing cross platform, specifically with people on next gen consoles. Yeah. But in terms I, of gameplay, they fucking nailed it, dude. I, I mean, I they saw, nailed it. I saw what you were talking about, but like the what the like when people were like farther away, they had like the frame rate. Yeah, uh, on the Switch yeah, version. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the hell? But I was like, okay. Hey, but it but it but it works. Like gameplay yeah. wise, it. I, I don't have any difference going from Switch to um, to PC at all. At the, those are two platforms I play on. I don't I don't have it on my Xbox because my Xbox is in the same room as my computer. Yeah, I had it on my computer first, so yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, it's 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 a great experience on the Switch. It is because while the frame rate of the uh, of your opponents drops, yours is is stable, so the game runs fine. But yeah, Fall Guys. Good stuff. No, no excuse not yeah. to try it because it's free. But like yep. Josh said, we are going to move on to the next segment. This is kind of a long intro this week. Yeah, long, so much long to intro talk. Segment. Yeah. So much to talk about. But, but I'm glad we covered it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and I'm glad we got to talk more about The Last of Us too because, unlike a large portion of the internet, we happen to enjoy that game. <laughs> yes, and you um, heard my opinion change. You heard it here first. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, that's growth, man. That's growth. Exactly. <laughs> um. I forgot to mention this earlier, but uh, I am recovering. I've been sick for the past week, so if I sound a little nasally, 
That's why, please forgive me, I should be good by next week. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to move into the news segment right after this. this week is all about the Nintendo Direct Mini. And I'm going to go out of order, you know, Josh and I, we like to set the order of our talking points up, but I want to go uh, a little out of order here. I want to, before we go, I want to okay. ask this, this, this is just for like our listeners who don't yeah, know, because like, um, what is a, what is a Direct Mini? Is it, ba- is it based, that's is a it great very, question. is it self-explanatory basically? No, so Josh, that's actually a really good question because it's not self-explanatory. Um, good, okay. <laughs> and I, and, and I'm really glad you brought that up because I should have brought this up at the beginning. It's all good. So, <laughs> an inten- so basically there, there are a few different types of Nintendo Directs. There's okay. a, um, a specialized Direct, which is where like they did the Xenoblade Direct recently. They do Monster right. Hunter Directs when, when R- Monster Hunter Rise is getting a new free content update. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing. It's like when Sony does a state of play um, oh, yeah. based on like horizon or Gran Turismo or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's your standard Nintendo directs, which are, you know, in my opinion, the, the most exciting, uh, digital presentations out there. They were, these, these were the, this was the first type of digital presentation that the, the regular Nintendo direct started at all. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2013, it was either 2013 or 2011. They started doing, um, Nintendo Directs, and basically, um, your standard formula, you got your uh, big first-party Nintendo announcements and third-party news. Okay. Nintendo Direct Minis are a bit different. These are uh, not first-party games. They're they're also called Partner Directs, and basically they're focused on third-party games, as well as third-party games that Nintendo has some sort of partnership with, like with Ubisoft when they're making uh, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, um, things that tend to have where it's where it's a third party game that might appear on other platforms possibly, but they might have certain partnership benefits with Nintendo or maybe third party exclusive games on the Switch, that sort of thing, and they tend to be much shorter than regular Nintendo Direct. So now that we're all caught up to speed, great question, Josh. Um, yes, I'm worried. I'm gonna be honest. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. Why am I worried? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> why am I worried? You ask. Well, uh, in June, in E3 season, June July, we always get a standard Nintendo Direct, our big E3 presentation. And I know we didn't have E3 this year, but yeah. Sony did a good state of play. It was a third-party state of play. It could have been an Xbox state of play, really, but they, they, they did a state of play. Xbox had their big conference. Square, uh, Not Square News. Capcom had their conference. Oh, We're expecting yeah. Nintendo to have their main Nintendo Direct. And when they announced it was a Nintendo Direct Mini, ugh, that crushed me. That means we're not getting a Nintendo Direct likely until September. So all those first-party games like Bayonetta, Breath of the Wild 2, we gotta wait to hear more about. And Mm -hmm. is this bad news necessarily? (sighs) 
for the immediate future, yes, because we don't get to hear about the projects Nintendo has in the pipeline. I think they're going to do another Nintendo Direct here in, in, a, in a week or two. I think it's going to be a Splatoon-focused Direct. Um, oh, yeah, for the third one. Yeah, for the third game. But in terms of what Nintendo has planned after Splatoon 3 in September, it looks like we're going to have to wait longer to see it. Now, basically, <laughs> the question I want to ask you, as someone that you're you're less biased than I am, let's let's be honest. <laughs> you're 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 completely neutral on, on all three platforms. I or am four four if we count PC. Very very neutral. Very completely open-minded. neutral. In fact, I've never even heard you hint at having a preference. Nah, For I me, just, yeah. I'm very obviously a Nintendo fan. I grew up playing Nintendo. Nintendo is a very important part of not only what I enjoy doing in my spare time, but who I am as a person and. Yeah. Um, the way I grew up and how I developed as a kid coming into an adult. Nintendo's very important to me. And I try not to let that affect my decisions when talking about a game, but where it does hurt me is, is I tend to get a lot angry at Nintendo as a company because (laughs) when they piss me off, man, Oh, I take that shit so much. Like, like, like when Sony and Microsoft do shit, I'm like, okay, fuck you kind of thing, Mm. you know? But when Nintendo fucks some shit up, I'm like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> what you like uh so basically that's a long-winded way of me wanting to ask you this yeah does as as someone that is not biased toward nintendo mm-hmm. does having a mini direct with two first party focused directs on on one game each xenoblade and and splatoon yeah. assuming we get a splatoon one yeah. all in the same month-long period does that make up for not having a standard nintendo direct in your no, opinion not not really i don't think like, so either but 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 i want to hear your reasoning i think well because it's just like you know with the summer of game fest like expectations is like high yeah and you know so like we had with sony start theirs and then it, and it was pretty good yeah even, it was though, good. even, even though there, there wasn't really uh was focused on first party titles, but the third party titles they showed got was more than enough to get you excited. Absolutely. And then, Especially for horror fans. Oh yeah, and then like Microsoft, even though like I, I do give Microsoft shit sometimes because I do what what the best for them. Yeah. But then like Microsoft they show nothing but games. You know, whether whether or not you know whether or not you know they they appeal to me doesn't matter you know there's something that's going to appeal yeah. to somebody which Absolutely. is which is good. And then Capcom did their thing. And it's like Nintendo is just like you know, there's a lot of things people are looking forward to. Like we know that um, Breath of the Wild Two is still in development. No word about Metroid Prime Four, even Ugh. though like two two or three years ago they said they were re they're, they're they're like redeveloping the game. They scrapped the original version they had for it. I want to cry. Then, and then what else? And then what else? Uh, I mean, they're still they talk briefly about Bayonetta Three, even though it was been like years since they you know showed a national trailer for that. And it's just uh, it, it's. Like Xenoblade and then Splatoon three, you know, I I think what it is is just like those games have been uh, beginning like probably like what three three yeah, like like two to three year releases in between like in in those gaps, so it's it's kind of like that's normal, but it's like it's but it's like nothing 
you know, new that's like from and a below, like, 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 yeah. like it's, it's nothing like Metroid Dread, where it's like, oh my god, new uh, Metroid James. I, what, I, it, like, you know, I from yelled the Game so Boy loud, I yeah. lost my voice during the Metroid Dread announcement. But yeah. like, also yeah. those, those, like Splatoon and Xenoblade are games coming out in the next couple months. Right. It's not distant projects where we're learning about the future of of Switch games. Yeah, but like. But those games are, it's, it's like basically how I feel about Forza when they announce a new Forza every two or three years. It's like, that, that that's probably like the go. best analogy I can have for it, where it's like, it's like, oh, it's Xenoblade, it's Xenoblade 3, ready for that? It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, cool, but what else? <laughs> I know JRPG fans are very hyped. See, like, yeah. and, and I know Splatoon is a huge Nintendo franchise. Yeah. It's just not for me personally, man. I've tried it. I, I, I tried with Splatoon 2. Yeah. It doesn't have that nintendo magic like you you hear oh disney magic and shit like that which honestly really isn't a thing anymore um but it doesn't have that x factor for a nintendo game like i'm gonna be honest dude if i didn't know splatoon was a nintendo game i would have no fucking clue it was a nintendo game it doesn't feel like a nintendo game to me yeah it it just it just doesn't feels like something sega would have put out well it's a lot more polished than that well, look, look, like, <laughs> like, some something they would have put out in like in a, in the two thousands era, like with just set radio or so, yeah. like this very very edgy and very I, I don't know. How to, I could see that. I don't know yeah. what the fuck Sega's doing now, but yeah, I could I could see that. I basically. Oh, I got something about Sega. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- we we need a whole separate fucking episode for that. Um, so <laughs> Sega's pissing me off uh, right now. That's yeah. how I feel. Like. You and everyone else. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically the whole reason I wanted to bring that up is just I get it. I'm a nitpicky Nintendo guy. I I know the response to this Nintendo Direct Mini was very positive. They yeah. did talk about a lot of good stuff. A lot of people love the Xenoblade presentation, and if we get a Splatoon presentation, people are gonna lose their shit. Yeah. I'm just being a picky little bitch. <laughs> that, well, that's, it's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It, nothing, it's, it's like there's nothing wrong with like expecting something. I know a, a, a little more to your taste because like because like I mean I'll be real like uh, I mean I may I have made some skits about Nintendo Directs, but you know poking jokes about the JRPG. Yeah. Like I, I know there's a very know, niche art. There's a there's a there's a niche audience for JRPGs that love it, and I'm not and I'm not chef, I'm not shitting on JRPGs as a whole because I know they're they're they're, they're yeah. appealing to someone, but it's just. And too fucking when, many of them. It's like when you keep seeing like when you keep seeing the titles like Square Enix or that. Ugh. It's just like we. It's like we get it. We know. Come, yeah. come, 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 we. Oh, what boy. else do you have? Please. Generic, generic JRPG with anime art style. Right. Oh, it's boy. very cheapy, cheapy sprites and everything yeah. else. It's like goddamn another Square Enix banger. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like it's 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 frustrating for some. Yeah. I, I I get it, I get it. <laughs> hey, Final Fantasy's killing it though. Got to give that to them. They know what yeah. they're doing with Final Fantasy. They generally know what they're doing with Dragon Quest. Hey, uh, at least Dragon Quest Treasures looks like shit. Hey, at least you're getting the new Final Fantasy reunion game on Switch, so that's something that's to look forward to. That Square Enix, and it doesn't feel like those games we mentioned. So. <laughs> The the fucking um the reunion one the re the re crisis core remake yeah that they call it a re they call it a remaster a remaster that's just Some, a remake yeah that is looks a, remake. Like a remake yeah um speaking of JRPGs Persona three four and five coming to Switch I mean we yes. we we kind of saw this coming when when it got announced for Xbox and uh, PC I think everyone's pretty much like okay 
it's going to get announced for the Switch. I mean, it, the Switch is where it's going to sell the most copies for sure. Um, oh, hell yeah. Besides, oh, yeah, besides the original platform. Uh, like, obviously, the original platform always sells the most, um, save for a few instances. But um, with this new release, it's going to sell the most on Switch. I will be getting it on Xbox because it comes to Game Pass. However, yeah, this might trigger some people. Get ready. Uh-oh. Probably not going to play them. I'm going to be totally real. And the reason I say that is, number one, um, they're so goddamn long, and it's not like Monster Hunter long, where the like ninety eight percent of my playtime is going to be spent hunting a monster yeah. for those hundred hours. It's going to be like forty five percent of my time is spent dungeon crawling and fighting, and like fifty five percent of my time is going to be talking to people. And look. I get it. it's like really partly a visual novel. I get that, and I get it works really well. I'm not talking about the quality of the game, but yeah, I just don't know if I want that right now with with the yeah. other games I have to play. And I mean, I, I've I've played Shin Megami Tensei, and Persona Combat is essentially a little bit less complicated Shin Megami Tensei with much easier fights. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I love the jazzy style of Persona Five. I couldn't get into Persona 3. I tried it. Um, I, I really hated the dungeons in that game aesthetically. And when yeah. you're in them so much, I don't know. I just I just don't see me really playing these. Maybe I'll try them because they go to Game Pass. I don't know. What do you think? Are, are you grabbing them on Switch? Are you going to get them on Game Pass? Have you played these games already? What, what, what are your thoughts? Funny story is I have four on PC because they released it a while back. Uh, so like the newest edition of it. And the Five Royal I got on PS4. Uh, I actually played a little bit of it, and and I, I played a little bit, and I stopped. I guess I got distracted by other things. Right. Um, when I play on the Xbox, I'm not sure if it's if it's an X. Did it say it's an Xbox One port or is it an Xbox Series port? I, I never. Oh, I never that's a good it. question. I think it's a ser- I think it's series. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to look it look into it. But if, if it's if it's if it's like based off Xbox, well, I'll just play my PS4 version of it. You know, mm. <laughs> I, I was already late, so it's just like you know, it, yeah. I, I'm happy. It's not it's, gonna be different. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure is. Yeah, we're not missing out anything. No. We're getting, we're getting Sony sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's look. These are quality games. I mean, I, yeah. I I have no doubt about that in my mind. So I don't want anyone getting upset over the fact that I, I I'm not really that interested. It's just. Yeah, that's I an investment. Yeah, it is an investment, and I'm gonna be honest. Like, there's a lot of games to play, especially coming in October. So yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if the Red Dead Redemption Two got announced for for current gen platforms, and they make you pay ten bucks. It's like I'm not. I, I probably won't be playing that for another year or two. That yeah. that shit was long as hell. <laughs> <laughs> great game, yeah. a great great game and masterpiece on its own, but it's long as <laughs> you know. Like uh, this this might be funny, but like as much as like big gaming been talking about like the gameplay structure, I can I could probably feel you like ripping your hair out if you're playing Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna play Red Dead Redemption Two. That, that, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like how you describe like gameplay to your Ugh. taste. I'm like I feel like you would have ripped your hair. I'm like so, I can't. Stand it. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two looks like an incredible game. I yeah. I, I don't want to take anything away from the game because. Like, I have friends who say that that's the best game they've ever played. Yeah. And it looks incredible. What what they were able to achieve, especially on Xbox One and PS4 hardware, is nothing short of amazing. Yeah. It's got some of the best voice acting I've ever heard in a video yep. game and just a, a cast of incredible characters, I'm sure. Yeah. 
the gameplay is just the gameplay, not for me. The gameplay and, and is going to be And that is okay, but holy Christ, when I watch people play that game, dude, and, and, and every time I talk to my friends about Red Dead Redemption 2, they're like, oh my god, it was such a, such a good game. Zach, you would fucking hate it. And I'm like, I know I would hate it. Because, yeah. like, all, all the things that Red Dead Redemption 2 does to make the player feel more immersed, I yeah. hate that shit. You... I, I hate it, dude. I tell people, I said, here's the reason why God of War 1 gave it the year and Red Dead Redemption 2 didn't. Everything about Red Dead Redemption 2 was great, but when you think about the gameplay, it really didn't do that much different than the other GTA games. It just made it more, a little bit more tedious in some things when it comes yeah. to, like, taking care of your health, your horse, and your... It's just, it's, it's, it's a little bit too immersive. <laughs> to be fair, though, for that generation... Yeah. The only game I could see, like, let's pretend all the all the games of that generation came out that year. Yeah. Last of Us 2 is out. God of War is beating it. Um, yeah. Witcher 3, God of War is beating it. The only game that I see likely beating out God of War is Breath of the Wild. That's the only game from last gen that I think, if those two released during the that same would, year, Breath of the would. Wild, I think, still would have taken the cake. It, it would I I a lot of people and even a lot of gaming sites too have Breath of the Wild as the greatest game ever released I don't agree with that I love Breath of the Wild I don't think it's the best game ever made but it's very impactful it is it and blood, and blood. Just you, you can see his influence in many different other games absolutely but just just based on how game critics are and the way uh, I guess the way the game critics have talked about these games that, that come out year yeah. after year, Breath of the Wild was fucking different, dude. Yeah. I, again, I don't want it to seem like I'm sucking the game's dick. Breath of the Wild wasn't even my game <laughs> of the year for 2017. I, yeah. Cuphead, uh, no, Hollow Knight was my game of the year for 2017. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not this isn't coming from an a typical Nintendo dick sucker or anything like that. <laughs> I I I just want to be clear. I'm just talking about the the language and the way that the games were spoken of. Yeah. When they came out and when they were named game of the year, I think I could I could see it going to God of War as well, but I if I had to bet my money on what would have won in this make believe year where all the big titles released at the same time yeah i have to give it to breath of the wild i think it would have taken it yeah i think the only thing i think the only thing last of us part two would have won it wasn't one game of the year but no. i think narrative wise it would it would have sure but it, it would, yeah it definitely but against have. against god of war no it, it it would not have won game of the year god of war is so much yeah. better of a video game than the last of us part two the, the, a, there's no, know, no, no way, no way. Sometimes the thing is, sometimes though, there's there's just some things that just never made sense. But it's just oh well, like, sure, but yeah, because like the the thing about those those the way the media those media and journalists look at things, they look they don't they don't yeah. look at the values of video games the way we do. We look at it from like a gameplay experience and yeah. how how it made us feel. But to them, it's they it's like a checklist. Yeah. It's like God of it's War's like, level design is so much better, right? So much they, better. Than the it, last it's, part two. 
yeah, it, it's a checklist for them. It's just like, how is this game objectively? How is it presentation object presentation artistically and what it was trying to do? Yeah. Like it, it, it's like we it's it's something that we wouldn't look we would we wouldn't too much care for. But that's yeah. just that's just one of those things. I I actually do think narrative wise, The Last of Us Part Two is better narrative yeah. wise, but and and. Graphically, God of War is incredible, but yes, I would have to give Last of Us Part Two an edge. It, it achieved things with the PlayStation Four technology I, I never would have imagined possible. But Ooh. that is where I, I fully yeah. stop. I mean, ev- everything related to the gameplay, yeah, um, everything related to the pacing, the level design, um, yeah. the moment-to-moment stuff is so much better in God of War so much better i mean the variety of what you're doing in the gameplay uh i think that they're in two different leagues and i know that that's that that's kind of controversial but god of war is special and if if playstation has any game that that can replicate that level of quality on ps5 it's it's gonna be something special too yeah I, I I can see it happen. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, uh, hopefully, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Right? God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> hopefully, um, I don't want to spend too long on that though, uh, <laughs> because I can see us going off on a tangent. I am trying to be mindful of the time with this new tech we're using. <laughs> <laughs> so, we know in the Nintendo Direct Mini they announced uh, a sequel to it, to Bomberman on Switch. It was the Bomberman Super Bomberman R, I think. They announced Super Bomberman R two. I forgot about that. Uh, game. They announced a remake of Pac Man World, which is a three D platformer Pac Man, and they announced a Mega Man collection of all ten of the Mega Man Battle Network games. And there's there's six okay. games <laughs> and then um, alternate versions of those games. So the okay. reason I'm bringing that up, Josh, is because these used to be top tier gaming mascots, and in some ways. Mega Man kind of still is. But basically, we're going to talk about it in one second. We're talking about how these game companies can make these three mascots relevant again. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. So Bomberman, Pac-Man, Mega Man, these are stars of the gaming scene that we most certainly grew up with. I mean, I, I grew up being a massive Mega Man and Bomberman fan. I still love Mega Man. I still think Mega Man has some relevance, but Pac-Man and Bomberman are dead. They're 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 dead IPs, they're dead franchises. Um when your biggest success is that you've been in Smash, I'm talking about Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> recently that that's that's not good. So, Josh, let's go one by one. Let's 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 tackle these piece by piece. I want to start with Mega Man because you know Mega Man's had a new game recently. He had Mega Man Eleven. He, yeah. He has collections that that get released. Capcom is kind of trying with him. They're mm-hmm. not putting like putting real money behind him. Where they're like, okay, let's let's make a triple A budget Mega Man game like and and treat him like the mascot he should be treated as because Mega Man really is Capcom's mascot or used to be, I guess. Mm. So how do they make, not necessarily make Mega Man relevant because he's, he's still kind of relevant. Let yeah. me say, how do they bring him back to his former glory? 
what do they do while while still respecting the IP and keeping the main tenants that make Mega Man games special? What what do they do? What's your pitch? I, I got only I only got one simple thing to say. Well, how yeah. this, is, this is how you can make Mega Man relevant again. Okay. You do the Metroid Prime approach. Oh fuck! Wait that a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you implying you turn Mega Man to a first-person adventure yeah. game? Yes. Holy shit! You can, I never you, even thought of that. You can you can do that, and it can work. It, it doesn't have to be a, a like a, a necessarily a Metroidvania or any, you know. Or, I mean, you can even do a third person. It wouldn't it wouldn't matter. But I think. You know, there's everything about it that, that could work, like the, the combat itself. You get any abilities and do things like that. I mean, you can have like upgradables and whatever the case may be. It's just, it's it's just it, it will be it will be one aspect that would revitalize the uh, the Mega Man franchise in a positive light. Cause that's what Metroid Prime did. They took they did a ballsy risk and made it first person, and yeah. people hate and people hated the idea. That's, oh, oh, they hated it. It's, like, it's going to be a generic shooter, but then when they played Metroid Prime, it, it it was nothing like a shooter. It's it still felt like a Metroid game in a first person style. It, but it's one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, <laughs> and and I was just about to shut you down and be like, oh dude, that wouldn't work in first person. And then I'm like, wait a minute, they said the same thing about Metroid, and yep. Metroid Prime is considered an untouchable god tier classic game. Yeah, untouchable in quality. And yeah, and. Yeah, I guess I would have fallen into that hater camp, which which kills me to say that. But, dude, they could totally do that because think about it. Mm-hmm. Just like you mentioned, you could keep the structure the same. Yeah. Eight robot masters. A, yeah. Each of them has a different level you can tackle. Yeah. Totally change the level design and and uh, make it. Oh, that would be so cool! You could like communicate with <laughs> Doctor Light over over like. Um, over like your HUD yeah. and stuff like that as Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that yep, that's how oh. you can do it. <laughs> Josh, holy fuck. Okay, so <laughs> there, there's no point in me even bringing up what my suggestion was. I was just gonna suggest uh, make a make a 2D platform with more money involved. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah that's yeah, way better, dude. Yeah, it, it was just because it was just it, it, like yeah, yeah. Will it will it piss people off? Probably, but at the same time too, it would it would definitely make Mega Man de- definitely relevant again in the limelight. And I'm pretty sure Calco would have made an insane amount of money if people liked it enough. Yeah, I think so too. That man, holy shit, that would be cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, I'd love to hear if you would play a first person Mega Man game. Obviously, it's got to <laughs> go to the right team. It's got to go to the right team. Like Retro Studios. They're they're incredible. So they yeah. they knew what they were doing. They they have yet to make a bad video game. Yeah. So, um, it's got to go to the right people. But man, that could fucking work. That could work, <laughs> Josh. That's a great idea. And holy shit, I would buy that. Um, okay. So Mega Man, we got down. Yeah. That's easy. But what about Pac Man? I mean, Pac Man, he <sighs> he has not been in a good video game. Other than Pac-Man Champions, where it's essentially just regular Pac-Man with yeah. with with minor change to the formula, but dude, let's be honest. That's in a 2022. One. The Pac-Man formula, the standard Pac-Man formula, is old, man. Pac-Man's yeah. not like Tetris, where it's always fun and never gets old. It's just right. it's not. It's it's like Pac-Man was is basically it's like a reflection of the 80s arcade experience. It is, and then, and then like it it didn't really. 
evolved that much. Like they did the Pac-Man world stuff, but like only a, a small, like a niche specific you know group of people know yeah. about Pac-Man world. And they're not that good. Like yeah. compared to other 3D platformers, like Jack and Daxter, any Mario game, yeah, uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Sly Cooper. Uh, any other Nintendo 3D platformer? Like, Rayman was so better. Rayman. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Rayman's way better. Yeah. Rayman like, 2 is fucking amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. Rayman 2, the great escape, dude. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, how would they do it? It's just, I don't know. I think I think a platformer could work, but it, it's just, they had, they had to, like, redesign. They had to, like, redesign a lot of stuff just to, yeah. to make it make sense i i don't know what they could do i mean they could they could do like i could i could see it doing like a crash bandicoot approach but i don't know it's just it, it that's that's where it gets very uh, tricky because it could be uh like a like a crash bandicoot 2d uh like like basically it has like the little fixed camera angles and you have like yeah. you know the platforms that go on which makes it very simple that, that could work but then people people say it's a little basic they could do a full 3D 3D experience, but then it's like, how would you go about making the experience as fun? You know, because people are going to compare it to like Mario and the Banjo Kazooie's. Like those are the games that really have, you know, that that's like that's like held in high regard of how you do a great 3D platformer. So I yeah, don't know. Um, I think I think the first thing they need to do is get one design for the character down because right now True. there there are a fuck ton of designs. You have the dog shit design with the long nose from the TV show. You have like an amalgamation <laughs> of like a 3D version and the 2D classic. I think the best design for Pac-Man right now is the one that's in Smash Bros. That Pac-Man design is awesome. It mm. keeps all the parts that make the classic version special mm. and translates it to 3D in a way that looks believable for fans of the franchise. Yeah. Um, I think other than having like special releases like Pac-Man 99, which is like you know, a free-to-play oh, version of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's fine. Keep that. But I think they need to get the fuck away from the Pac-Man, the regular Pac-Man gameplay. It, 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 mm. I think Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco, whatever you fucking want to call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think they have the idea that the Pac-Man gameplay is ageless and it's fucking not. Tetris yeah. is a game that never gets old. It never no. can get old. It will always be just as good as it ever was 50 years from now. Tetris is the most primal example of a game that that clicks our serotonin buttons and makes you go yay while you're playing mm-hmm. it's never going to get old pac-man's not like that pac-man is not tetris no that's... you you summed it up perfectly it's a byproduct of the time period truly yeah and to be honest outside of a few releases um for people that still want to revisit that gameplay every now and now and again it's time to get away from that yeah do we need full 3d platformers i i don't know what yeah. to do with pac-man in terms of the kind of game they need to make but the first thing they need to do to make pac-man relevant again is whatever they do get away from that gameplay it's just not happening it's yeah. not i'm sorry but i don't know i know miss <laughs> pac-man was big back in the day but it's a snooze fest now I'm, it's 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 time to move on get so I say change that character design, um, pick pick one constant character design, and then get rid of that classic gameplay. 
Um, <laughs> for real. Or just move away from it. I don't know if you need to make a 2D platformer. I don't know if you need to make a 3D platform. I don't know what the fuck you need to do. But... Dude, get get the same people who are working on those Klonoa games. That's from Nalco, yeah. and they can make they can probably figure well, out something. And also, let's let's see how this remake turns out of of yeah. of Pac-Man World. You know, if mm-hmm. they nail it and prove there's there's room for that double A budget 3D platformer Pac-Man game. Yeah, and it's fun, and it you know, it kind of takes advantage of the things that make Pac-Man iconic as a character. Then you know mm-hmm. we could be talking potentially. Like how Crash Bandicoot was, where they had the remake of Crash 1 through 3. Those did well, so they made Crash 4. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. maybe that's what Pac-Man needs, because Crash is very relevant right now. Crash yeah. Bandicoot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, Crash 4 did well, from what I heard. It did, yeah. Unfortunately, Toys for Bob's now working on Call of Duty, so it's very unlikely we'll get a Crash 5, but... It is what it is. We have... Well, Microsoft is, is the hope that I think maybe we could get one, but um, yeah. before Microsoft jumped in, there was no chance of them getting off Call of Duty. Yeah, they put, <laughs> they put all their chips in the Call of Duty. I'm like, yeah. that's when you know this this cup. Yeah, that's a different story. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, Josh, our final one is more tricky than the first two, for sure. Bomberman is a character that went from being very relevant when we were kids to... Yeah easily the most dead of, of the three ip we talked about bomberman pac-man and Mega Man. bomberman is dead and buried six I think, and I, I think here, <laughs> yeah, josh is like 12 feet minimum um yeah so i'm gonna give you kind of my spiel and then, and then i really want to hear your thoughts okay cool. um <laughs> i grew up with bomberman bomberman 64 is my favorite bomberman game it's the one i played the most oh yeah that's a classic yes um Bomberman is not like Pac-Man in the way that I think the Bomberman gameplay in the standard, like the classic planting bombs, kicking them, trying to trap your opponents, I think there's still fun and merit to that. Yeah. Um, do I think there's any merit into having a traditional release of, the, of that style of gameplay? Absolutely fucking not. Um, it should be a free-to-play, multiplayer, battle royale style game, and that is it. I was... Yeah, That's I was it. about to say that. And I they have a free version. That. They have like Bomberman R online because Super Bomberman R sucks as a as a paid product. Yeah, um, it was it's, it's very trash. basic. It was yeah. so <laughs> very trash. It was a, it was like the second game I got for the Switch. And I was Same. like, this is pretty basic. <laughs> yeah, and and the 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 price was absurd. I think this is going to be a, a per, uh, the sequel is going to be a full purchase game as well. And. Damn. There's a Super Bomberman R online mode, which is free to download, and I think there's, like, some microtransactions and stuff. That's fine, Uh, and that's where the classic Bomberman gameplay should be. We can both agree with that. Yeah. But what I want to hear from you, that that alone is not going to make a franchise relevant. That's not going to make a character relevant again. No. How, How do we bring the Bomberman IP back? Because here's the thing. Those 3D platformers like Bomberman Hero, Bomberman 64 were good back in the day. Would they really age well nowadays and and sell millions of copies? No, they would not. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring that back for the 2022 market? What do you think? First things first, get get them shits away from Konami. <laughs> oh God! Well, <laughs> that's one thing for sure. Oh my God, that's a how, how to fix Bomberman. That's a 
I, that's the thing. I don't even know. It's, it's, it, it's tricky. I saved the hardest yeah, for last. Yeah, because I still haven't forgiven for what they did with the 360 bummer, man, when they tried to oh, make it so, to make so gritty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dog, you want to talk about the worst reboot of a franchise ever? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! You know what? I'm just gonna pretend that doesn't it, exist. It, it, it's like it's like they look at the U.S. version. Of, it's like they they looked at the U.S. version of the Mega Man Two co- cover. You know, it's what I'm, uh, that's the one with like the most. Oh def- my god! Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we'll we'll make it like that. And it's like, uh, no, this is awful. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, like nobody asked for this. Like, what the fuck? But you know, oh, I don't know. No. Yeah, like, that's what do you like. It can't be a standard 2D platformer, right? Like can't work because a... that doesn't. How would an open world think... Bomberman game even look? Nah, that wouldn't make I... any fucking sense. This might this might seem like a cop out, but like they could probably do like a Mario Party approach with Bomberman. They've 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 made those in the past. They've been very bad. Damn. Yeah, well, they, dude, they made like five of them. Damn. Yeah, I, I know, dude. He's, he's been through the <laughs> ringer, like. Bomberman might be the one character I think might be unsalvageable. And that's just because his, his, like, the thing that makes him special as a character, how do you translate that into into a video game for the modern audience? They, they would have to get rid, they would probably have to get rid of that maze-like background and do something that's, like, completely different to where maybe, maybe treat it like, like, a, like Bomberman, you treat it like dodgeball or something, where you're just chunking bombs at each other at like his same speed. <laughs> yeah, and like, how would that even like a dodgeball bomb like as a competitive game? Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, it it pains me to say this, but I truly do not see Bomberman being anything more than Super Bomberman R free to play multiplayer mode. Yeah. I, I I I don't see it, and and I know the whole point of this segment was how how do we bring this to. Like, you know, how do we develop these games into the modern audience? Or what, what changes would we make in, in terms of the games or how they're presented? Dude, I don't have an I would, answer. I would I would think for sure what I would do, I would make it very chaotic. I would make it a lot more chaotic. Yeah, because regular Bomberman standard gameplay is, is definitely has some chaos to it and, yeah. and is, is, is strategic. And, and we're both in agreement that that free-to-play Bomberman R should stay. Because mm-hmm. multiplayer online or locally with your friends, in 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 a very simple free to play game, cool that that works. But like we talked about, that's not going to bring mainstream relevance to the character. No. It's not. And how they, do you do that with Bomberman? Sure. I mean, I'm just throwing in many as if they they, I, they could do like a one v like a one v four Bomberman, and that could that probably could work. Yeah, but see, to Actually, me, that just sounds like a oh wait. A, are you talking about like an asymmetrical multiplayer game? Oh, wait a minute. So. Hold on. I think so. You might be yeah. onto something. You're talking about something like Dead by Daylight where it's like yes. a, like one player control. Yeah, oh. you you have maybe like a mastermind or something. And, and then like, you know, you, 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 instead of like make you can have like, you know, the usual mode, but then you can have like a co-op mode where people have to work together to like stop the masterminder or whatever who's like planning like, you know, the most deviate you know basically doing basically trying to like fuck up your day you can i, I can kind of see that working no i get that um yeah yeah is, that yeah. that could work now now could you argue that that could just be a mode for super bomberman r yeah possibly but could be, yeah. if they 
Uh, the asymmetrical multiplayer genre is definitely big right now. I mean, I, I I don't have any better ideas than that, honestly, Josh. That that could work. It, I'm not sure exactly what the one player would control, um, yeah. but that could work. I mean, I think I think we're both in agreement though. Bomberman would be the trickiest one to make relevant for sure. Just just yeah. based on the nature of the character, it, he would be the trickiest one. I like I love his character design. But translating that into a modern experience, I don't know. Uh, we would love to hear your ideas if you guys have any, though, because you know yeah. these are these are three beloved characters. Um, <laughs> I I never I'm I'm not gonna say that I loved Pac-Man as a character at any point. I've always been neutral on him, but mm. I used to love Bomberman back in the day, and Mega Man I still love to this day. Um, mm. I think everyone loves Mega Man, honestly. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, Josh. I think we wrapped up another great episode of the podcast. Um, yes, sir. Making great on time, too. Everyone that's been listening with us so far, we thank you. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can email us at timeattackgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, and you can follow me on TikTok at BigGaming64. You can also uh, find me by the same name on Twitch. And, Josh, where can they find you? Same place we can find me, at, uh, at Josh Statics with an X. Find me on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, and like those are the three places you can find me: YouTube, TikTok, Twitch. Josh Stadis with the next, and then you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, uh, make sure to subscribe. Check us out there. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear feedback there too. Um, we're both pretty active in our comments, so yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And once again, thanks for making it this far. We appreciate you guys hanging with us, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bobby Dream.